Hey everybody, I want to take a second to tell you about Snagit 2022. I don't have time to go into all the details about Snagit 2022, but it has a variety of options for fast and easy to use video creation. It's got new ways to work across devices and platforms with the new cloud library. And your purchase or upgrade includes your first year of maintenance and the newly updated Snagit certification course. With 20 plus videos of Snagit how-tos, certification is a great way to help you speed up your workflows, unlock potential, and get your work done faster. So check out Snagit 2022 today at snagit.com. And now, back to the podcast. It's okay to do jump cuts. It's uh, sort of an accepted trend that you can sort of lean into. Try it. You might like it. You might not. It's going to take practice, but just apply these techniques and it will make your video way better. You know, I've been doing this 20 years. I'm still covering mistakes with B-roll footage or screen recording, uh, but that's what editors do. We take all the bad stuff out and leave you with just the finest, hopefully, so that you actually enjoy watching the video uh, and it was worth your time. Hey everybody, welcome to the Visual Lounge. Today we are going to be talking about something every video editor needs to know about. It's cutting, splitting, making your videos work better through the editing process by chopping things up, chopping things out, and doing whatever you gotta do to make it more concise and just to tell a better story or give a better message. So Andy, Justin, welcome. Thank you for being here with us. It's always, we're so glad that these guys are here to, to make me look you know, just okay, because they are so great. I just look okay. Uh, we're anyway. So let's get into this because we've got a lot that we could potentially talk about. And I'm gonna say, let's preface this because it's this gonna be a little bit different. If you're watching, if you're listening, you may want to go watch the video because we do have a few things to show because we're talking about uh, video editing. But we'll try to be descriptive as possible. I'll also say this is really. I think Justin and I, I think we agreed that this is Andy's realm. This is where Andy gets to really shine. Uh, so if we, if it's mostly Andy and he's your favorite, we're happy for you. He gets to shine or fail publicly. Either one, <laughs> one of those two. Yes. Well, it's this all is good not though. My element. We're, we're, right. we're happy. Cause like I said at the top of the show, right? Like editing is one of the, this is one of the key things that you need to know. And here's the thing. I'm just gonna put this out there. I think editing, like cutting, splitting, the functions are easy to learn. Anyone can learn how to cut things out. But to do it well, this is why video editors get paid good money in Hollywood, because if you can do it well and you can be fast at it, there's really a skill to it. So, oh, Master Andy, teach us <laughs> some things that we want to know. Because so let's let's start. Is there is there a difference between a split and a cut? I mean, in, in the world of video editing, we, I, I think I use them synonymously, but what, are they the same? I think for the most part, they're the same, but the difference you're gonna find is um, a cut can be the end of a shot and the beginning of a new shot, whereas a split is gonna be cutting one piece of footage, right? So, and then maybe adjusting a ways down that footage and bringing them back together. Um, so it could, there could be all sorts of cuts uh, from one clip to another clip. There can be all sorts of um, splits in a clip. Um, it's, it's a lot of semantics, if I'm being honest. Um, I think you can absolutely use them uh, synonymously. So, uh, and then uh, honestly, like I'll, I'll even show a couple of these examples here, but as we talk about them, like know that some of them are kind of interchangeable. And also I don't go through my video editing process and think, oh, I'm doing this type of cut or I'm doing this type of cut. You know, um, I learned them that way, but you, you just get into a groove and you know, certain things match and certain things work well together. Uh, so yeah, 
uh, all this to say it may just be easier to show than tell um and then we can we can talk about it as we go through them so if you want we can we can put the first example up on screen can i ask a que another question first though because actually sure. i i think it's important so can we first quickly define the you know, just kind of around the importance of editing because i think it's easy to say you we we often say you should edit your videos we, mm -hmm. but like i mean when we've already used words split cut you know like uh. you're what, can we define some things here a little bit for our audience? Yeah. Because I think I'm assuming most people will understand these things like just intuitively like they, they're doing it. But if not, it'd be really nice. You know, someone's out there saying, well, I don't know anything about video editing. So let's be really clear. So we've got media on the timeline, right? Mm -hmm. we, we're taking away and the purpose, what's the purpose of taking away or cutting things up? Why would anyone want to do that? And Justin, feel free to jump in here with questions or, or answers. <laughs> Justin's just like I'm just no, gonna watch no answers no answers man <laughs> I might have some questions but. <laughs> no you know you know more than you let on um <laughs> so I, I will say uh for me let, let's go back to my days of uh wedding when I was a wedding video uh producer um and that's a coined phrase now so you can't take that uh so <laughs> when when I'd be shooting a wedding right like it's a it's a maybe a 10-hour day of footage uh or of filming footage I'm not gonna turn over a 10 hour video. So now my job is to find those best moments and what we would refer to as cull the rest, right? So it's it's trimming just the good stuff into something usable and getting rid of stuff that is, you know, either the camera moved too much or the camera shakes or it's just footage no one wants to watch. Um, even at a wedding, a lot of people would think like, no, I want the whole thing. But if I give you the whole thing, you won't watch it or you'll fast forward through the whole thing to get to the good parts anyway. So almost the, the editor's job is to give you the stuff you wouldn't want to fast forward through. No, I think that's important context for this because what we want to establish is some of these techniques to help people to do that, right? Like we, we right. don't want people out there thinking, oh, we say, because we say all the time, you need to just edit your video. And that sounds so easy, but in reality, mm -hmm. it is not easy. And there's these techniques that we want to get to. So now I think we can go yeah. into, let's let's take a look at some of the things you got prepared for us, Andy, because sure. obviously this is a very visual medium. We want to make sure that we're exploring yeah. the what it actually looks like. Absolutely. So this first looping GIF that I made here, and of course, everything you're going to see is going to be inside of TechSmith Camtasia, but these are just principles of video editing. These work in whatever software you're using. Um, and this first clip, is of just a standard cut. It's funny you asked the question, right? What's the difference between a cut and a split? Here's an example of a cut. These are two separate pieces of footage. One is this exterior of a house and it's a tracking back shot where I'm kind of moving away from the house and seeing the exterior. And then you're gonna cut to seeing an aerial shot of a neighborhood. By the way, these are clips from TechSmith Assets. I don't think that's the neighborhood, but you don't know that as you watch the video. <laughs> you see a house, a street, and a neighborhood, and assume in your mind as you're watching them that these two things are related. So this is a standard cut to provide context. And in this case, right, it almost looks like the opening credits of some sitcom, um, or maybe the end credits of a sitcom as we leave the house and go away. Um, but it's, it's two clips that in this case are related that just back up to each other, one from the other. There's no transition. There's no anything in between. It is literally... Uh, cut and a start of a new clip. So I, when I say cut too, let me also say um, it's the end of one clip leading into the beginning of a second clip. There's a yeah. definition of a cut, right? Well, well, I so love, if I put a, like, if I put a transition in there, that's still a cut. It's just got a transition on it. Yep. So yes, and then it becomes a transition cut. 
or okay. which yeah. by the way yeah good job we'll get there and, and we'll get there. <laughs> a visual for that justin um okay and i, I would even tease. say right and i i would even say it's it's a crossfade um when you do a transition and, and when we get to the transitions we can talk a little bit about crossfades and kind of I mean, they're not always fades but um you cross from one clip into the other yeah and i love so, yeah, that so that's I, I just want to say, I, I, this is the simplest thing you can do, right? Bring two clips together. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's just great because it's something that anyone can do and employ. But it, I love, in, in this case, think about all the stories that we could tell or the messages you can convey about the relationship between those two things. You just happen to do it with a house and a neighborhood, but that could be a right. person and a house. That could be a person and a thing, a person, two people, right? And by putting them next to each other, that has meaning, Actually, I'm going to jump. I was going to go to a different type of cut, but I'm going to jump. There's another type of cut that, again, is two shots. Um, and the house kind of does a good example of this, but this clip here is called a cut on action. So we've got a hand at a keyboard, and the hand is typing, typing, typing. And suddenly we've got a man at a desk typing, typing, typing. So now it's still a cut. It's still two different clips, but it's a cut on action. So we're looking at his hands, type, 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 type. And then we're still going to be noticing that this man at a keyboard is typing. Again, clips from video stock footage on TechSmith assets. No idea if it's the same set of hands, but there's an assumption there, as you see a black keyboard and his hands, uh, that, that this is the guy typing. Um, so, so cutting on action is still just cutting, but if, I'd, if his hands had stopped typing for a second and then we cut to a guy typing, it would be slightly off, right? Like we would still expect to see his hands hovering over the keyboard instead of typing if that's where he left off. So this cut on action kind of gives us leeway to jump to a new clip again if it's if it's not even him typing. Um, so, so is the is the idea with that then to tie the two um, it is. the two clips together be, with some with the similar or exact same action? Right. It's it's similar content, and again, it kind of relates to the house. Um, even though I guess the action in the previous clip, if I go back to that previous clip, the action there is going to be that we've got. Uh, a tracking shot for the camera. So the, the motion here is actually in the camera, not on what's happening on screen. The camera's backing away from the house and then the camera's backing away from the neighborhood. So it's this kind of, mm -hmm. I, I guess I had two cuts on action, didn't even realize it. <laughs> but it is that, because this is how my brain works. Like after you do it so long, you just don't even realize, mm -hmm. like I can't break the rules sometimes when I'm trying to even give examples. Well, I love that it provides it provides this continuity, right? You're looking for continuity between the shots. And like you said, it would be right. weird without that person. If the finger, if you didn't see him typing still, you would have mm -hmm. to wonder like, what happened? What changed? Why is he not right. typing? And yeah, so I think it's, it's, it's super valuable. And I, I just want to add from, you know, what I've learned from working with Andy and others is that the cool thing is that if you're shooting your videos and you're taking multiple takes, this is why multiple takes works, right? Because you don't have to have it one long continuous thing. You can take any of the takes where as long as that yeah. typing is there, you can fit different things together. And I think Absolutely. that's super important when you're making your videos and why you shoot multiple things and then you just take the best ones, the pieces that work together because you can tie them together even if they're not at the same time. So. If that exactly right, and if I had been the the uh, filmmaker shooting this guy in the office, I would have gotten so much what we would refer to as coverage. I would get this shot of his hands on the keyboard. I would get the shot of his hand clicking the mouse. I would get him stop typing like he does right there, where he kind of leans on his hand a bit, and then maybe I'll cut back to him moving the mouse. And so you get a lot of variety. I may only use two of these clips in the entire video, 
But if I'm doing a video about, you know, Snagit and I want to show someone clicking and dragging, then him typing on the keyboard doesn't actually work in the shot context, right? Because you're clicking a mouse and dragging the cursor. So I would need to make sure I have coverage for that type of shot. It's just kind of all the things you have to think about. And this is why planning a video is so important, because when you get into the edit after you've already shot the footage, you really want to make sure you have the footage that need that you need to tell the story. Mm -hmm. Well, all I know is that watching this guy type and get frustrated that something's not working, <laughs> he's 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 making me t frustrated. Like, why can't he just finish line. what he's writing? So I, I'm going to keep on him. And actually, Justin brought up transitions. And I'm going to stay on him and move to a transition and see how it changes the meaning of the cut. So now we've got a transition. And it goes from the keyboard, crossfade into him. And, and does it make you feel anything differently? And maybe it's okay if it doesn't, but is there anything that this infers to you? I'll start with Justin. Uh, that time has lapsed. Maybe that it's not the exact same time. Exactly. Like what he was typing right then is not the exact same thing that he's typing now that there might've been, you know, whether it's five seconds or five minutes between that, that segment. Yeah, hundred percent. It's, it's like he's writing a really long letter and maybe he really wants to put some thought into it. So we do this crossfade to show the passage of time. Um, that's not what all crossfades are for, but in this instance, when he's typing and it feels like it took more than 10 seconds to have it happen, it, it infers meaning. Yeah. You can kind I of mean, accidentally stumble on some of these things. <laughs> and I would imagine, Andy, that if we put a different uh, transition on this, it would probably feel different. Like it would have a different meaning, yeah. right? So another one of my favorites is uh, a fade through black and, and it's literally just fades to black and fades right back in. That's another way of showing a passage of time, but it almost to me feels like a different day sometimes when you use it or a totally different scenario. Um, it's kind of telling the viewer that, okay, we're done looking at that and now we're gonna look at this. Um, so it's almost a, a stopping measure uh, while still kind of continuing the video through. So. Well, I, again, I love the simplicity of these, right? And I think that's the secret to, to good editing in my mind is it's just keeping it simple. Um, mm -hmm. I know, and, and we've probably said this in a million other places, but I, Andy, I know you're of the of like mind and Justin probably as well, that if, we, if you're in here and you're starting to apply a bunch of transitions, really catch yourself and think, why am I doing right. this? And, mm -hmm. and really just going from one clip to another is usually good enough unless mm -hmm. you have meaning to convey. Meaning the, is a big part of it. Oh, go ahead, Justin. I was just gonna say one of the things that I was thinking about with this was like, okay, how do I translate this into screen content, like into mm -hmm. a screen recording of some kind of showing somebody how to do something. But I think like the a really simple um, and effective way that this could happen is like a lot of processes don't need to be shown the entire thing. Like if you've got a loading screen or if you have something that's happening. And I think like a transition, a crossfade like that, where it just you're going in from, you know, this bar is now loading. And then at the end of your fade, now everything's magically loaded and it's the appearance of time has, has passed. And I think that could yeah. be kind of an effective way to show that versus, I don't know, maybe traditionally I might just kind of, you know, hard cut as that loads and say, okay, now that's loaded and here we go. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So a couple things I'm thinking about, Justin, is first of all, you don't want to ignore it. You don't want to ignore that loading, right? If that's part of the process, yep. give me mm -hmm. context that that's going to happen because that would right. be frustrating, If I, especially if it's a longer one. You're like, oh, gosh, 
I didn't think this was going to happen. So don't right. ignore it. So you got to show a little bit of the beginning and you got to show a little bit of the conclusion of it. So, but you're absolutely right. And we've been at TechSmith. I know we've been doing that kind of technique. It's things like loading screens or typing passwords. Like you don't need to mm -hmm. see me fumble to type out my super long password, but the fact that that those dots fill in kind of yep. like a, a fade is really, really effective to show there's an action being ha that's taking place. And I think that's a good question, Justin. Like, how do you go from footage to a screen recording? And it's it's those connections, right? So if you see his fingers typing and then suddenly, like, you know, maybe you're, you've got a 16 character password you just typed in. We've got all but, you know, 13 characters typed before we get to the screen recording. So you're only seeing dot, 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 the last three. So it's that connection of type, 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 and then dot, dot, dot to finish it. Because a lot of people may be tempted to show the entirety of a clip, right? Like we've got him typing all 16 characters of his password and their asterisks. So why not show it? Well, because it takes too long and no one has the patience to sit there and watch 16 asterisks, that's a hard word to say, <laughs> uh, show up on screen. So uh, yeah, the passage of time is also kind of a cheat in editing, right? Like we can fake the passage of time and people understand the meaning. Absolutely. So what else uh, we got here, see. Andy? These are good. Other types of uh, other types of cuts. We've got a jump cut, which we've talked about. This clip is a little bit longer, so I'm going to talk over it. We talked about uh, a standard cut, and we talked about splitting. This is more like splitting. So this is one clip of me and audio. Uh, and normally, actually, I work with the audio below me, but I made this qu uh, really quickly. Um, and that's just a visual thing for me. So now I'm, I'm cutting out the audio and the video at the same time, uh, and I'll remove gaps, uh, and I'll bring the clips closer together. And now there is there was a passage of time because obviously I cut out like 16 seconds between two things that I said. And now if I just play them, uh, and it takes me forever to get to this apparently. Wow, I could have trimmed this. See, I should have edited this. This is what really should have happened. <laughs> um, but now if you watch as I hover over the two, there's me looking up and then me talking to the camera. Me looking up, me talking to the camera. That's a jump cut where the framing hasn't changed. I'm still in the exact same scenario. In fact, it's this scenario. Um, but I went suddenly from looking up and thinking camera a jump cut can be really jarring actually um you don't want to uh well that one wasn't a gif apparently i loaded a whole video there so i'm gonna press play on that one and let it play again you don't want to jar your viewers by having um this exact same frame suddenly just shift and be talking about something unrelated or um maybe you picked up mid-sentence during this jump cut jump cuts work a lot on youtube right now but before YouTube, and I'm really mean, like really before 2006, jump cuts were a violation of standard editing practice. Like you did not do it. Now, people don't care. <laughs> There's a lot less, as long as you're not disrupting a chain of you know, uh, thought process, people don't really mind as much. Our, our, uh, our take on this has shifted a bit as a culture. So I want to I want to weigh in here because I know in the learning and development industry, you know, instructional designers, things like this, there's been some debate. And mm -hmm. um, while I don't think it's the most visually pleasing to have jump cuts, I have been using jump cuts like crazy because especially I so I've been doing presentation recordings. So these are anywhere from 25 minutes to an hour long. Like that's my time limit. Right. And I'm going through and recording them just as I, if I would give a live presentation, you know, here in my in my little office or whatever. And I always end up with stuff that's not good because I made a mistake and I'll, I'll like correct myself. And instead of trying to like script out an hour long thing, I'm just going and putting in jump cuts. And, and mm -hmm. honestly, as long as there's a connected thought, I actually don't mind it. And, and I've gotten better. I feel like I've gotten better at editing. So it's less noticeable. Um, but 
you know, for me, it's just been a lifesaver to, to be able yeah. to do that. And, and in fact, uh, I would recommend that if you're trying to go fast, jump cuts are really great. And I, I don't think there's a viol I don't think it feels like a violation anymore of like somehow we've broken right. some sacred video rule. Uh, I think it's just, it, it's in vogue. Maybe that will go away at some point, who knows? But I feel like right now, I, I feel really right. confident that jump cuts look okay. People will recognize it for what it is. It's like, oh no, they're just and, fixing the mistake or cutting something out I didn't need. And whereas we were showing the passage of time with some of the other edits, this one actually saves us time when we're watching it, right? Yeah. Rather than watch the long drawn out pauses while I think about my next thought and then move on to it, like cut that out. We don't need to watch the whole thought process. We can just jump from one thought to the next. The other thing, and I didn't cover this, is we never talk about B-roll. B-roll is additional footage um, or even like a slide presentation can be considered B-roll. You can put another visual clip over a jump cut to really kind of protect your viewers from that disruption if you want them to look at something else while you're cutting. And that's going to take us to different types of cuts like L-cuts and J-cuts. Well, uh, I'll jump to this. I want to hear from Justin. Yeah. Justin, oh, any, do you have feelings back. about jump cuts? I mean, you're yeah, not I was gonna... making videos all the time. Sorry. Yeah, I was. That's I was okay. gonna say. I think. Um, I think for the jump cut stuff, you know, and it's hard to, especially if you're listening to this, to kind of understand what what's being shown on screen. But essentially, it's taking the gaps in the audio, or or maybe a gap in a in a thought, and kind of just cutting it out and smushing it all together to where you've got. Mm -hmm. The sentence might not be a pure formed sentence, but it, the thought makes sense. Um, and so it, it gives a very clean, uh, you know, sped up way to, like you were saying, it, it helps the viewer. It actually, is, I think now, and again, if, if your viewers are okay with it, and I think, you know, most people are probably okay with it now, just given the state of YouTube, et cetera. But, um, you know, it's actually beneficial as me, as a, a viewer to watch, to not have to watch you go, um, uh, erg, uh, like you cut right. all those out and move all your thoughts. And now you just have a nice clean thought. That's actually beneficial to me as a, as a viewer. And I think it's something that now, as I watch different videos, I, I don't even notice it. Yeah. Well, we should probably jump think... cut this whole episode. Just cut my parts out. <laughs> well, just, I, I don't want to hear you saying erg. Erg. <laughs> No erg. I did like erg. That was a good. Um, so we were talking about uh, L and J cuts. So when I mentioned B roll, um, this is an image that I took from Guy Larkham, who wrote a great blog post uh, for TechSmith on this topic, and we'll we'll try to put a link to the show uh, to this blog in the show notes. But um, he does a really good job of visualizing an L cut and a J cut. So this this is one of those things. I really apologize to anyone only listening because this is so visual. Um, when you have footage of a speaker talking, uh, a speaker, an individual, your subject uh, matter expert, maybe. Uh, so in this first clip, we have Guy uh, talking, and his audio is underneath. Then he is, so I had to click on it to actually show where I was clicking. So Guy's speaking, his audio is beneath him, and his audio continues on under this. He's talking about how to set up a tripod. Well, when you want to set up a tripod, what you're going to do is, and as he's talking to the camera, we start to look at footage of the tripod being set up. He's still talking. We still hear his voice. The video and audio track together now have been split, and the video has been shortened, but the audio goes on, and it makes the shape of an L. It's that simple. So that kind of cut is called an L cut, where the audio carries on under the next clip. The reverse of that, because if you look, a J is basically the reverse shape of an L, 
Uh, the reverse of that is when you start with B-roll footage, and in this case, he's talking about putting a an iPhone clip on a tripod, uh, then his audio for the uh, shot of him looking at the camera is underneath the B-roll, and eventually we cut back to seeing him speak directly to the camera. So it's a little much to talk about, but the idea is you're hearing his narration, and at first you're staring at him in an L cut, and at first you're staring at the B-roll in a J cut, and then you cut to seeing him speaking. Whew. And anyone listening just has no idea what we're talking about. So go over to YouTube, find the Visual Lounge, find this episode, and you can see it. We'll put links in the show note. But here's the thing I've been thinking about this, uh, Andy, is that for like, because I don't know anything about J-Cats or L-Cats, really. I mean, no one taught me this stuff. No one said that this is the way you should do things. But what I really like is that it gives you a smooth way to make that process of showing what you're talking about rather like, because mm-hmm. oftentimes in, in, you know, we have, if we have a speaker, we also have things, things that we want to show, right? Like, and yeah. it just, I feel like it just gives me a, a methodology to think about what, how do how am I going to piece these together? And that it's okay to have that overlap, right? Like you don't have to cut the audio too. Right. When you have new footage, like they're just going to kind of be together. You don't have to wait till the speaker's done talking before introducing the visual that they're talking about. So, yeah, and and in this instance, I had recorded a little video just to test it, but I figured the image of it was kind of better than even even showing the video, um, especially because as a as an MP4 through a presentation software, through an Internet streaming software, it was just easier to show the the visual in this case. Um, But here you can see I've got this clip of classroom desks and chairs. I'm talking about an educational topic and then you cut to me at the end of the shot. That's a J cut. The reverse of that, of course, me talking first is an L cut. And again, you can just see on the timeline, they make the shape of the letter. That's why it's referred to as that. It's no real big complicated mystery. But at one the thing, end of the day, it's oh, still a cut. Yeah. It's just a cut. It's just a cut. It's well, it's no, that's not even true. It's just a cut of the video right? and the mm-hmm. audio remains, right? So this is still the narrative audio line uh, holding through, which I wanted to bring up something that I didn't even think about when, when we were kind of, when I was making this presentation, if I go back to that cut on action of the guy with the keyboard, this one have been, would have been an opportune time for me to include uh, a J cut. So this second clip of him at the keyboard where he ends his typing. If I bring the audio of him typing before that under this B-roll shot of the close-up of the hands, it could be this audio of him actually at his desk typing, and then he stops and kind of hums, right? So that that would have made a good example of a J cut because, again, B-roll first and then to the uh, shot with the audio, so... Ooh, that's a very visual one. I, that's the only one that I struggle explaining to anyone who's just listening. Um, but hopefully, I mean, if you hold up your hands and you you make an L with one side and, you know, a reverse L, it's not really a J, uh, with the other side, you can see kind of what we're talking about. Uh, the thumb, on either example being your audio line, which carries under uh, the next track or the previous track. No, this, this, I think this is great because I think what happens is people are, a lot of us are self-taught. We, we know that we need to cut things out, but seeing, seeing these has been very helpful for me. I know just to kind of get my head around like, okay, what else can I be doing? How can I be thinking about making my videos Mm -hmm. cleaner and better? The only thing I've got to say, Andy, is I, I love, and it was funny to watch your little clip of video editing because I love using the magnetic track in Camtasia. So I don't have to remove those gaps on on manually. It's true. And, and I use the magnetic tracks a lot, but the problem is usually I have multi-tracks going on, right? So I've got, you know, 13 tracks of video. And if I turn on magnetic tracks, 
for any number of them, it can screw up the bigger project. So if I'm working on something small like that, that would have been a perfect example for using magnetic tracks, right? Isn't uh, he yeah. so fancy with his 13 track videos? 13's <laughs> low, actually. <laughs> I did. Well, I, that's, but. Oh, I was just going to say, I think what this makes me think, though, is if, so when in your video editing, like... When are you doing these primarily these these edits, right? Like these splitting and cutting. Are you doing it as you go, or is it like are you trying to get all your main footage first? Like I know I've gotten these longer videos I mentioned before. I know what I'm doing, but I'm curious. Like, when are you kind of doing your bulk of your cutting and splitting? So, uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure what you mean by when, but if this is right, let me know. Uh, so, if, if we were to look at like some of the interviews. What's There's that? no right answer. There's no right oh, okay, answer. <laughs> so if we look at some of the interviews that we conducted on the TechSmith Academy, right? We did the the interviews on training and learning and on marketing. Whenever we have, you know, you as the host and then a guest as the interviewer, uh, we will use like an L or a J cut quite often because we want that guest's narrative to go under, but maybe maybe we moved the camera on the guest or maybe we just have been looking at them too long. We need something to break up the shot. So we'll cut to you for a reaction shot where you're nodding or we'll cut to a two shot. Um, but we still have that one underlying audio track going through. Um, so, so multi-cam edits are a time where I use them a lot. Um, but honestly, any video, I think standard cut is going to come into play all the time. Um, especially we, we also talk about like shot reverse shots. So, um, Say you've got someone, you know, running or jogging on camera uh, and they're just looking right at the camera or looking off camera and they're jogging towards the camera direction. And then suddenly we cut and we see them kind of jogging away shot reverse shot. Right. It's a it's a, also a cut on action, um, but it tells us kind of the story of like this person's going that direction or they're leaving or they're, you know, on a journey. Um, so any of these kind of simple edits end up helping us tell our longer or larger story. So that's a that's an awesome answer. What I was thinking about was the uh, idea that like I try to like when I'm doing these these presentation edits, I mm. don't add anything to my video at all. No transitions, no B-roll, nothing until I've gotten kind of the good bits, right? And then figure mm -hmm. out how I'm going to piece them together. Um, gotcha. Because I, I, you mentioned something. You said that like, oh, if I do magnetic track, it's going to mess everything up. But I'm thinking if that my stuff's not cut first, yeah, it's, it gets, editing gets messy. So I try to do all my, like all my cuts, get out just the parts I want and mm -hmm. then add my B-roll, add my, any effects, music, things like that in that process. But, but that's true. me yeah. and I'm, I don't know that's, what I'm doing. That's true. And if your audio and your video is connected, cause sometimes when we do this, like with the J and the L cuts, you kind of have to separate your audio and video tracks so that you can manipulate just the video line. Um, you know, if, as long as they're connected and not separated, then doing those cuts keeps everything together. But once you separate them, if you cut the video and the magnetic track pulls them together, your audio is out of sync after that cut. And so that's yeah. that's the only thing is I do a lot of, you know, disconnected audio and video. So um, if, if it was more of like one shot, one line of audio, yes, absolutely. Then you throw your B-roll in. And I would just encourage anyone too, if you're using B-roll or presentation slides or something to kind of cover your shot, that's a great place to cover mistakes. Like... <laughs> I use those all the time. We, I mean, as much as I want to be like, prepare, 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 we all have cuts that we just can't get around or like, man, I, I really have to, I have to cut this out and I don't have a secondary shot. Throw some B-roll, throw a slide, throw a visual up, and then you cover that mistake and no one will know except you. Uh, and you can even kind of blush a little bit at your point of pride that you hit that mistake. 
Yeah, I, I did that. I did that once. Recently, I was walking through a website, and I was trying to film film myself separate from from the screen. Um, but I did the cut of me explaining what it was separate from doing any sort of screen recording. And I had one of those moments where you just have to take like a breath, like you're just talking, talking, talking. You just stop. Yeah, you got to take that breath. And uh, but the way it worked out like the cut it was it looked awful like the the sound the, mm. the way it sounded was totally fine so what i did i just threw a started to throw up the image of the website i was talking about covered up that whole thing and nobody was the wiser <laughs> no one knows in fact yep. sometimes i'll uh i won't get too deep into it but i was gonna say sometimes your audio needs a little crossfade too right like maybe maybe i yawn in the middle of speaking or or do take a big breath or something and then you may hear like like that kind of tongue slapping against the roof of your mouth you want to cut that out and then like you just need to kind of do a little gentle audio crossfade between the two so it doesn't sound like anything was cut there's no gaps we talk mm -hmm. about uh it, as editors we talk about room tone a room has a tone when you have a microphone going if i suddenly was to cut my audio you'd lose that tone and so we kind of will carry over like those mm -hmm. gaps of of just dead air that's a little too complicated but you get my, my drift like there's always ways of covering those mistakes and kind of faking your way through the end of the video <laughs> Would love it. This has been awesome. I have learned some things today. I hope everyone else listening has learned some things today. Go check out the video again. The the visuals will make this much clearer if you're just listening. We hope it was good enough to get you through because uh, I think this is awesome. Thank you, Andy, for taking us down this path. We're going to have our final Absolutely. take. Uh, and Justin, for your perspective, if you want to say something, you can say something you learned. Uh, but we just want to remind everybody, if you are uh, listening to the Visual Lounge, please you know, hit the, hit the review button, hit the like button. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave a comment, ask us, ask us questions. Let us know what we could be talking about that would help make your life a little bit better in video creation. And uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in, of course. So yeah, with and, that. And real, real quick though, Matt, I will say, if they want to find all these episodes in one spot, you can watch all these episodes at techsmith.com slash video or video review slash video workflow. <laughs> and, uh, you can watch them all at once, including this one that uh, you can see all the ins and outs that Andy actually showed. So that's right. Thank you for that reminder. So mm -hmm. uh, final take, we're going to do a little bit different order. Uh, I'll start us off and then we'll go with Justin and then Andy, you get to close us out today. So, that's good. okay. My final take is just edit. That's it. Be good at it. Learn, learn practice. That's it edit be Learn good practice. <laughs> get better that's it's not you know this thing it's going to take practice but just apply these techniques and you it will make your video way better yeah i think for me it is uh with the j cut stuff or with the jump cuts it's okay to do jump cuts it's uh sort of an accepted trend that you can sort of lean into and it actually can enhance your video in ways that you might think otherwise that it might be a detriment to your video. So I think it's okay. Try it. You might like it. You might not. But I think giving it a whirl is a good option. Yeah. I think, honestly, I would start by saying keep it simple. Your first few edits, you know, you're learning. Give yourself some grace. But once you have the opportunity, build it up a little more. Apply meaning with a transition or apply meaning from one shot to the next cover mistakes. It's okay to have mistakes. We've, you know, I've been doing this 20 years. I'm still covering mistakes with B-roll footage or screen recording. Uh, but that's what editors do. We take all the bad stuff out, 
and leave you with just the finest, hopefully, so that you actually enjoy watching the video uh, and it was worth your time. Awesome. Thanks for those final takes. And we will be with you guys again next time. And hopefully, uh, you know, maybe we should edit some of our, our worst stuff out. Maybe I should do another final <laughs> take. Anyway, thanks everybody for watching. We will see you guys all next time. Thanks.